0: going on here resistance is futile this indeed you are horrible. is it's in my hand. Oh. fan effect here's b14961138 <laughs> oh, yeah. That's funny these. That's actually these. pretty funny Instead of here's Johnny, that's scary But a droid coming through saying droid 361193 I mean that's just not scary, right? <laughs> it just doesn't have the same this rhythm looks funny though for you and your family Well, it's something you might be able to watch this weekend And a sequel for Spider-Man Anti-Hero So joining us to break down if it's worth watching this weekend Is Andy Farnsworth of KSL News Radio and KSL's Fan Effect podcast I think you can do no wrong with the Star Wars stuff
1: And especially especially when it's Lego form. Lego Exactly.
0: They've captured humor perfectly in that. But since we're in October now and Hollywood starts to send us more scary stuff and Halloween-themed options, Star Wars joins in. But let's start with what will likely be the big movie of the weekend, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Technically a Marvel movie, but brought to you by Sony Pictures instead of Disney. This is the sequel to 2018's Venom, and it once again stars Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock, a disgraced journalist who bonded with an alien goop that talks to him in his head And when it covers his body, gives him super strength and an increased healing ability. But as time has passed, these two have begun to get on each other's nerves, kind of like you do with a roommate. Their main source of frustration, Venom wants to eat bad guys, and Eddie won't let him. Instead, keeping him on a diet of chickens and chocolate. But when Eddie helps serial killer Cletus Cassidy, played by Woody Harrelson, gets him sentenced to death, Cassidy invites Eddie to the execution and then somehow gets the alien goop inside him, too. This makes him powerful enough to break out of prison, and he starts calling himself Carnage. And now Eddie and Venom have to put aside their differences and stop this new killing menace. I did not like the movie for a lot of reasons. It was funny at times, but I thought it was an uneven mix of slapstick humor at one moment, then gruesome deaths the next. It managed to get itself a PG-13 rating somehow, despite multiple people's heads getting eaten. But if you do see it, make sure you stay to watch the mid-credits scene, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, is playing only in theaters. Now, a sequel that's a little more kid-friendly, The Addams Family 2. You know the tune, da-na-na-na. 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 There you go. Da-na-na-na. Da-na-na. Oh, we can go. <laughs> oh. Sorry. Okay, sorry. The animated version of The Addams Family is back in a sequel to 2019's successful first outing. Oscar Isaac and Charlize Theron return to their roles of Gomez and Morticia Adams. Chloe Grace Moritz is Wednesday Adams once again, and Nick Kroll is Uncle Fester. In this new movie, Gomez feels like his kids are growing up too fast, so he decides to take the family on a road trip across America to bring them closer together. Places like the Salem Witch Trials, or Niagara Falls here. On the way, they discover that perhaps one of their kids may have gotten mixed up at the hospital as a baby, and they may not be an Adams after all. It is cute family fun that all of my kids and I enjoyed. The animation is actually styled after the original comic strip, The Addams Family, decades ago, rather than being based on the TV show or the 90s movies. The Addams Family 2 is rated PG and also playing only in theaters. Now, do you like the Lego movies and shows? Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. Starting today, you can stream another Lego holiday special. (laughs) Lego Star Wars, terrifying tales featuring some humorous and scary stories just in time for Halloween. This is set after the events of Rise of Skywalker. Poe Dameron and BB-8 crash on a lava planet Mustafar, where Darth Vader's castle is being renovated into a Sith-inspired luxury hotel. That was a statue of Vader that was moving in the clip there. While waiting for his X-Wing to be repaired, Vader's loyal servant shares three creepy stories linked to ancient artifacts and iconic villains from all across the uh, eras of Star Wars. It was really cute. I found myself laughing at a lot of it. Of course, the more Star Wars lower you know, like me and Dan, the funnier a lot of the jokes will be. But you don't have to know it and know all that stuff to find any humor in it. It's about 45 minutes long and it is, ex- it is streaming exclusively on Disney Plus. And finally, I know it's not new, but a lot of people have been waiting for this. Seinfeld, the TV show some consider to be the best sitcom of all time, a show that prided itself on being about nothing, is finally back and available to stream as of today on Netflix. All 180 episodes are available, and this is following a three-month hiatus where it wasn't available anywhere while it switched over from Netflix to another streaming service. And it wasn't cheap either, costing Netflix a reported $500 million to get the rights. So if your monthly subscription to Netflix recently went up, uh, Seinfeld's probably one of the reasons. So you might as well just watch it, It you know, get your money's worth. If you'd like more details on Venom, Let There Be Carnage, and believe me, I have a lot more to say about that movie, then head on over to ksltv.com where i posted a full in-depth review. That's also where you'll find my other movie and streaming TV series reviews. So, Shara, favorite line from Seinfeld right now, go. No, so for you. No super, yeah, that's a good that's one. That's what Lori said. <laughs> that's the only one I know. I would say i got to pick a different one than I did this morning. It was when Frank Costanza says to Elaine, Are you saying you want a piece of me? <laughs> Jerry Stiller. i <just laughs> got is a he? lot of problems with you, people. <laughs> ah. Serenity now.
1: <laughs> that's um, so- I out. It just keeps on. Yeah. Oh, Thanks, Andy. Thank He's out.
0: He's out. Very nicely done. <laughs> See, Seinfeld, you can watch <laughs> it over and over and over and over. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Producer Kellyanne here. I'm just going to go ahead and insert the full Venom review he did on KSLTV.com just because he, he really got into the details. There will be some crossover of information, but I think it's entertaining. Thanks. Hi, I'm Andy Farnsworth from KSL News Radio and KSL's Fan Effect podcast. I'm also the movies and pop culture guy for KSL 5 today. And this is my review of Venom, Let There Be Carnage from Marvel Studios and Sony Pictures. Back in 2018, Sony and Marvel set to make a comic book movie about one of Spider-Man's most iconic villains, Venom, despite the film not having any connections to or even a mention of Spider-Man himself, who at that point was involved in the Marvel Cinematic Universe with Iron Man and the Avengers. Well, the movie became a huge success worldwide, making almost $850 million, so Sony gave the green light for a sequel, no surprise. The star of the movie, Tom Hardy, had so much fun with his character that he even helped pitch the studio on the sequel and is credited as this sequel's co-writer. In Venom Let There Be Carnage, we return to the story of Eddie Brock, a disgraced journalist who bonded with an alien symbiote that talks in his head and when it covers his body gives him super strength and an increased healing ability. But as time has passed, the two have begun to get on each other's nerves, kind of like you do with a roommate, with their main source of frustration being that Venom wants to eat bad guys and Eddie won't let him. So he's been keeping him on chocolate and chicken instead. Then Brock gets an exclusive interview with serial killer Cletus Cassidy, played by Woody Harrelson, channeling his natural-born killer's character, only this time with a red-headed wig. And he and Venom manage to discover where Cassidy secretly buried his victims. That puts Brock back in the spotlight as a respected journalist and earns Cassidy a death sentence. But just before Cassidy's execution, Brock goes in for a final interview with The Condemned and Cassidy unsuspectingly goads Venom into attacking him. The aftermath of that exchange leaves a tiny bit of alien goo behind, which bonds with Cassidy during his execution, and the two of them become the murderous rampaging villain Carnage. To stop him, Venom and Eddie will have to get past their frustration with each other and join back together to finally become a lethal protector. I did not like this movie overall, but it definitely has some funny moments, most of which come from Hardy's considerable talents. Along with playing Brock, he also provides the voice of Venom, and some of the best parts were watching him argue with himself, fight with himself, or hearing the alien Venom's weird views about life on Earth or singing along with the radio, or trying to help Eddie with his love life. Michelle Williams is back as Anne, Eddie's ex fiance and she seems to be having a good time with all the ridiculousness going on. And make sure you don't leave too soon, as there is a mid credit scene that sets up a future story and will probably please just about everybody. But there are a lot of warnings, especially for parents. Venom, Let There Be Carnage is rated PG-13 for intense violence, action, language, including at least one F-bomb, and suggestive material. Plus, a whole lot of people get killed in gruesome ways, and even some heads get eaten. There is no blood shown. That doesn't make it any less gross or any less obvious what's happening. This was honestly an R-rated movie by premise, story, and the characters involved, but a few creative edits got it down to PG-13, probably in hopes of a bigger box office return. I would recommend parents consider limiting it to maybe 15 years old and up on this one. But that wasn't the only thing, or even the main thing that I disliked about the movie. For me, the biggest problem with Sony's version of Venom is that it isn't true to what makes him compelling in the first place. Now I'm a lifelong comic book fan, and while I'm not such a purist that I think the movies have to follow the same storylines as the comic books do, I do feel like they should be true to the characters they're based on, and that writers and directors should understand what made them appealing in the first place. I don't feel like that's been the case in the original Venom movie or in this sequel. As good as Tom Hardy is acting in this movie, he's also credited as a co-writer, so he shares some of the blame for the story choices. I'll save the long version of my rant for the Fan Effect podcast, available on kslnewsradio.com, but essentially Sony's decision to make a movie about a character who was meant to be a darker version of and nemesis to Spider-Man, but without any hint of Spider-Man, it just doesn't work for me. And as much as I like the mid credit scene in Carnage and what it means for future stories, at the same time, it appears to invalidate everything I just spent two movies watching. So what was the point of me watching them? As you can tell, I'm not high on Let Venom, Let There Be Carnage. I give it one out of four stars. To me, it was a disappointing sequel that felt rushed by the studios to get released before other future Marvel movies, and it kind of feels like a Sony cash grab. It was an uneven mix of slapstick comedy one moment and dark gruesomeness the next. About the only saving grace is that director Andy Serkis moves the film quickly along, and the whole thing only lasts 90 minutes. If you'd like to see Venom, Let There Be Carnage, you'll have to do it in theaters. No streaming on, at home on this one until sometime next year. Thanks for watching. I hope you and your family found this review helpful, and I invite you to check out some of my other in-depth reviews of movies and streaming TV shows on ksltv.com, or have a listen to my pop culture podcast, Fan Effect, on kslnewsradio.com. I'll see you there. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me.